Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. Still Mental Health Awareness Month, but after last week's episode where I talked about some heavy topic, I figured we needed to go a little lighter this time. But the information in this episode is still going to be helpful for our mental health, for your mental health. And my guest, Bethany's loving, sunshiny energy is just good for the soul. Bethany Nicole is back for a second time, and this time we're chatting about the five love languages based on the work and books by Gary Chapman. Bethany is an LA-based author, freelance writer, and relationship expert. She's also the creator of Written in the Stars relationship sessions where she uses alternative healing modalities to work on your deeper layers, the subconscious, astrological, energetics, and even karmic layers to get to the root of what's really going on in your love life to create long-lasting benefits and to build long-term connections. And Bethany also uses the five love languages in her work for herself and for others. Now, I am a huge fan of this book, The Five Love Languages, and I believe it is one of the things that's kept my relationship with my husband as solid as it is. We were fortunate to get the original book as a wedding present and have been using it and the concept ever since we first realized that we didn't have the same love language. Whether or not you already know about the book, you're in a romantic relationship or not, wanting to be in one, or happily single, this episode is for you. It's for everyone. There are actually love language books in the series for everyone, and they can benefit all types of relationships, even the one with yourself. I highly recommend checking it out, and I'll include the links to several of the books and ways to connect with Bethany in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. Welcome back. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. Okay, so I have a lot of questions about um, love languages and what you're up to now, but I just wanted to tell you that I see that you're uh, still writing for Married at First Sight. (laughs) (laughs) and I think when we talked last time I didn't fess up well it is true I don't watch a lot of reality tv and I do not watch married at first sight okay (laughs) but I do watch love is blind (laughs) I am a huge fan on Netflix love it I haven't seen the new one yet I haven't seen it I know I saw the first season and I loved it and it's just all the other shows have been so crazy right now. I haven't even gotten around to the new Love is Blind and I'm so sad. Oh, have you seen some of the stuff floating around in memes? Oh, I've seen the memes. <laughs> it looks so good. It was a really good one. And there was some powerful stuff in there. And there was, as I'm sure you've kind of gotten whiff of, and I'm not going to put any, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but okay. <laughs> there is definitely a person in there that's caused and stirred up all kinds of stuff. I can't wait for you to watch it. (laughs) I I can't wait for you to watch it. And maybe we'll have to have a 
a, t- a chat on my podcast just about that. I don't know, make yes. kind of like a fun spinoff thing or something, but yeah. Um, and apparently the third one I think is either already filmed or they're in it right now. They did them like back to back because the pandemic, you know, had this huge gap between the first one and the second one. And uh, so they were scared it was going to happen again. And so they did them like right on top of each other. So fun. a third one should be either on its way or they're like wrapping it. So exciting. Okay. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. So that is, I do have one reality TV guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's a good and one. I, it is. And I, and I have to admit too, like I thought about you a lot when, watching it yeah like I was like I wonder what she has to say about this oh Uh, now I've got to watch it you have to you have to but we're gonna talk about you now let's let's shift the focus and because there we've got a lot to talk about with the love languages it's a big topic it's Mm -hmm. a great book and concept but first you have some new stuff going on I don't know anything about it. You just told me this morning. Um, and then I looked at your website. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Written in the stars, relationship coaching or sessions. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So it's been kind of in the works for a while. I've been doing different pieces of it. And this is kind of its first like formal appearance as one thing. So it's basically utilizing astrology, tarot, all the different kind of modern dating theories. So love languages, attachment theory, even like human design makes an appearance in there. It really is just kind of anything and everything to help people really dive deep to what's blocking their love lives, what's blocking their relationships, help them establish better communication, connections. Um, So it's just basically all of the things in one session, in one place, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's utilizing all the different healing modalities to really just dig deep and, and get a lot deeper than what you know, traditional therapy might even get to. Yeah. And I saw a statistic on your website and now I've totally forgotten what it said about the success rate of traditional. Yeah. It's actually only like 30 to 50%. And then from that for couples therapy, Mm -hmm. and then from there ongoing, the benefits are only like 18 to 35%. So, you know, traditional therapy is just really coming into question and there is a place for traditional therapy. Absolutely. And I think it really helps people get into, you know, a nice stable place, but what written in the stars is trying to do is kind of getting you from surviving to thriving. You know, you really want your relationship and your love life to be joyful, to be blissful, to be, and to be deep and connected, right? Like something that's going to last. And I feel like a lot of traditional therapy hits that first layer of like conscious thought you're talking it out and some of the methods that I use in written the stars is going deep we're talking subconscious we're talking energetic we're talking even like touching on karmic like we're just really getting in there awesome it sounds amazing do you work with couples together or is it one-on-one or combo or both yeah it's really both I've been working with individuals a lot of it has been people who are like the new dawn daters is what the term is where they've they were married or in a relationship and then the pandemic happened (laughs) and some of them are like I've never dated I've never used dating apps I don't know any of this or I don't want to make the same mistakes So then I work with them on kind of like the forgiveness aspects and letting go of the past relationships and then moving forward into, okay, what are you looking to bring in and how can we get you there so that you're, you know, just magnetic to what you want and Mm -hmm. really aligning yourself with that and how you're presenting yourself. 
Um, so yeah, I've worked with some individuals and then some couples who are just kind of stuck in a rut or they're having the same disagreement over and over. I mean, love languages is such a surprising one because it really is so big. They're just like, he keeps like mowing the lawn and I want him to take me to dinner. And it's like, let's have a talk about love languages. And like, it's so, you know, there's so many like simple fixes that just really, you know, or even the astrology of it, like you have a really fiery Aries communicator meets a really avoidant Libra communicator. And you're like, that's okay. This is how, (laughs) this is how this works. So here's how you work within that to get on the same page. Yeah. Love languages is, it's really powerful and really surprising to me still how many people don't know about it. Like it's one of the first things I ask people, have you read the love languages book or have you taken the quiz? Do you know what it is? And still so many people don't. So that's why we're doing this today. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people kind of dismiss it. Like they're like, oh, it's really trendy or it's just silly or like, you know, and I've even had like a client or two that were just so opposed to the language of it that I'm like, all right, we're just going to call it like how you want to be loved. There <laughs> <Like> you go. <laughs> we're just going to make a list of that. And I'm not going to tell you which category it falls into, but yeah. you know, but I think when people get to the depth of like what it really is, like, I think the book tries to make it really accessible. And so I think some people maybe confuse that for it being too simplistic or Right. You know, like there's no way that can fix my marriage. And it's like, this guy is like case study after case study after case study of like how it does. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and it's been, I think around since the nineties, mid nineties. So it's, it's not that new. It's yeah. not that new. It just has made this huge resurgence. And so people are like, that's new and trendy. I'm like, this has been around for a minute. You guys, like, <laughs> this is not new information. <laughs> like, no. And it's, and it's for everybody. And we're going to talk more about that. It's, you don't have to be in a relationship for it to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention too, in case it doesn't get said is I think sometimes when I talk to people about the love languages book or five love languages, I guess you get more specific. There is a religious component to it. I think Christian specifically. And I think sometimes that turns people off, but yeah. I found it just there's not a huge focus on that in mm-hmm. the book and it doesn't matter. Like, it's just good information. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it's, I think that's like kind of their testing ground. Like they were in a lot of like the Christian communities and yeah. like, that's where they got a lot of, you know, their clients and stuff. But I feel like other than that, yeah, I didn't find it overly religious either, but I could see how people might be like, Oh, is this about, you know, like a Christian marriage or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, ha- and they have to act a certain way and follow mm-hmm. certain principles, but not at all. So let's g- get into the love languages. And from what I, you know, understand, it's the way that you not only experience love yourself, but it's how you show love. So mm-hmm. the five are, and I'll name them, but then I'm going to have you break them down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, Mm-hmm. acts of service and physical touch. Yes. Correct. Okay. So let's start with words of affirmation. If you could kind of, you know, summarize that for people that might not fully understand what that means. Yeah. So words of affirmation, that's actually my top one. Mm. Um, and so it's a pretty common one for, uh, kind of fire signs in general, I guess, like okay. we're very good with our words and passionate and so, um, they're not necessarily exclusive to that. Obviously there's a lot of factors, but as an Aries, 
words of affirmation would make sense. I'm also a writer. So you can kind of see just in your personality too, how some of them might come out. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of studies of like, is it because it's what your parents did? But I think that's kind of like, I think there's just so many factors and that could be one of them, but mine don't match my parents at all. So (laughs) I don't don't think that's the be all end all of it. Yeah, Um, no. Yeah. So words of affirmation would be basically that you're taking the emotion and you're putting it into words. So you're telling your partner how you feel, you're maybe complimenting them. You're just giving them a lot of like verbal affirmation of this is where we are. This is how I feel. This is uh, what I like about you or what I like about our relationship. You know, keeping in contact during the day might be one. Like, like I really love texts and pictures of like what someone's doing. Like, oh, look at this cool thing I saw. That makes me feel really involved, really loved, really thought about. So that's kind of what words of affirmation is, is basically just showing that in a very verbal way. Mm, Okay. Yeah. That is um, one of my husbands. So (laughs) I am quite familiar with that one. (laughs) And quality time. Yeah. So quality time can actually be broken down into two. So it can be quality time or quantity time Mm -hmm. is what they call it. And so quality time, they're both about time. They're both about physical presence and kind of what you're doing together. The difference being quality time might be more interested in like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So they might be more interested in making it like going on a beach picnic or going on a hike or doing something kind of more like a date scenario, more active, something like that. Whereas quantity time might be more interested in just the amount of time you're spending. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be running errands or sitting on the couch or whatever. It makes them feel good to be around their partner on a really frequent basis. And an interesting one with that is I have a friend who dated someone and they were both quality time, but they were different aspects of it. Oh yeah. It was cool to watch that play out. Not for them because they broke up, but (laughs) (laughs) for me, I was like, this is fascinating. Right. Great research. Um, Yeah. So he is a doctor, he's a neonatologist, and you don't know, that's a baby doctor. So his schedule is actually not that bad as far as doctors go, but there are stretches where he might be um, at the hospital for like two days, but then he might have the rest of the week off or he might, Mm -hmm. um, obviously he's a doctor, so he, and he works at a hospital. So he is there, you know, and has, you know, works with babies who are up all night (laughs) and different things. But when he would get off work, he would you know, have these really nice dates set up. He would make plans for trips. He would do all these different things. But the girl he was seeing just was really struggling. And they ended up ending it because he just wasn't around enough for her. And it wasn't intentional. Obviously, this is his job. This is what he does. But um, and she told him, like, you're just not around enough. I appreciate the effort you put into these dates. But I just can't be with somebody who is gone for like two days at a time. Mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And so they ended up breaking up, but that's kind of how it can show up differently. Like he was fine not seeing her every day mm-hmm. as long as they had really good interactions when they did, but that was not really how she viewed it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So quality time is actually my, well, I have two that are tied. So quality time is one of mine. And I think I have both aspects as you're saying that. And I don't think I realized that it's been a while since I've read the book. The one thing I remember about quality time, and I do bring this up to my husband, is uh, <laughs> the story in the book about the man in the relationship. He, his wife liked 
ballet I think I'm trying to like she was really into ballet and he was like hell no I'm yeah. not gonna go to the ballet <laughs> and things were breaking down their relationship and through the book they realized that it was really important to him to sometimes just do things that she really enjoys mm-hmm. and not complain about it <laughs> just do that's it a, that's a yeah. right I realized that in, our, in my relationship with my husband that that was kind of it issue. I mean, we didn't get together until we were in our thirties. And mm-hmm. so we both had like very separate lives and the things that we like to do. Yeah. He's definitely not into a lot of the things that I'm into, <laughs> and, Yeah, you know, watching things on TV that maybe he would, well, definitely wouldn't pick for himself. And I have to be like, remember my love language, just <laughs> sit with me and pretend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make yeah. everything better. <laughs> There's times that he really enjoys the thing at the end too. So that's my experience with the quality time one. Um, okay. What about receiving gifts? Yeah. So that one can get kind of a bad rap. I feel like because yeah. people are like, oh, that just means they want things or mm-hmm. it has to be really expensive things. And it's more just about, again, putting emotion into a physical item and what people with gifts really like about that is like it's a reminder they're thinking about you and it's something physical you can hold in your hand that symbolizes their emotion for you so that can be very comforting for people like having a necklace I mean or it's like you know a wedding ring like you look at that and you think of that person and it's Mm -hmm. symbolic you know so that's kind of more what gifts is about is you know the symbol of it I mean, of course, you do have people on that spectrum who want it to be more expensive, nice, classic things like flowers, chocolate, whatever. 